This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Tuesday, June 25th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Tallying the water issues. Democrats' USMCA concerns get airing. Optimism building on Japan deal. And USDA slammed over research. State Ag Board tees up issues for water resilience portfolio. The California State Board of Food and Ag discussed yesterday the top water issues to cover in the coming meetings. The board will host its first listening session on Governor Newsom's water resilience portfolio next week in St. Louis Obispo, SGMA. Most of the board members said the Sustainable Groundwater Management Act is their top focus, with funding for water storage projects being a critical issue. Mike Gallo, a San Joaquin Valley farmer, said a lot of people are scrambling to apply for these projects, and my assumption is that there is not enough money to go around. With the buzz around groundwater recharge, Gallo said those projects take money, and the permits for capturing floodwater tend to go to irrigation districts instead of farmers. Donald Bransford, a grower in Calusa County, said the permitting process is overly complicated, and it would be nice if that were simplified and maybe get rid of the bureaucracy. On the issue of following land, Grimaway Farm CEO Jeff Huckabee said we're losing ground on both ends in the Bakersfield area. He explained that urban development is already taking away prime ag land, and ag land is going to take a hit under SGMA. He added, we have to figure out how to supply the nation with these products with less water and less ground. He said his company is in the process of moving out of the state. Senate Bill 1. Some board members were concerned over Senator Tony Atkins' bill to codify federal environmental regulations into California law as a resistance to President Trump's policies. Rice farmer Bryce Lundberg said, We don't like a lot of things coming out of D.C., but I don't think we need to make it harder on water users. Board President Don Cameron said the board should not take a position. But he did say the bill could have huge implications on the west side of the valley where you have a state government institute, a state ESA Endangered Species Act law, and federal water being regulated by federal ESA. Voluntary Settlement Agreements According to Lundberg, the coalition of interest groups negotiating the agreements will submit a detailed report this week and a finished document packaged by December. He said that it's huge for California to have an agreement that's been put together by the state water board, the agencies, and water users. The board's executive director, Josh Eddy, cautioned that if the agreements are not resolved, however, it will exacerbate the SGMA problems dramatically. The board will sign a letter in support of the administration, having done a wonderful job of moving this along, according to Cameron clean drinking water. The group praised the legislature and governor for pushing through funding for clean drinking water after several attempts. Yet members like Joy Sterling of Iron Horse Vineyards were concerned about supporting the current bill attached to the budget since it draws funding from cap-and-trade money. She wanted to ensure good money isn't being thrown away and suggested tracking the metrics at the county level to be sure the numbers affected are going down. 
House panel takes up key USMCA labor provision. A House Ways and Means subcommittee is meeting this morning to scrutinize one of the crucial provisions of the U.S.-Mexico-Canada agreement that Democrats still haven't signed off on as the Trump administration continues to push for ratification. Mexico has ratified the USMCA, and Canada's legislature is making progress on the pact. But many Democrats say they worry Mexico won't live up to its pledge to improve labor standards. Mexico's legislature has already approved the promised legislation that allows Mexican workers to form new unions and new contracts over the next four years, a departure from the government-sponsored unions to which Mexican laborers are accustomed. Take note, two members of House Speaker Nancy Pelosi's USMCA working group are appearing at a news conference today with AFL-CIO President Richard Trumka. Representatives Rosa DeLauro of Connecticut and Jen Shankowski of Illinois. DeLauro is assigned to address enforcement concerns of the nine-member task force, and Shankowski is assigned to pharmaceutical matters. And by the way, Minnesota Senator Amy Klobuchar is the latest Democratic presidential candidate to say that Congress should not approve the USMCA the way that it's written. She joined 16 other candidates who say it needs to be revised, including Joe Biden, Bernie Sanders, Elizabeth Warren, and Camilla Harris. That according to Citizen Trade Campaign and Advocacy Group. FDA issues guidance for sprouts. Draft guidance from FDA recommends that growers of seeds for sprouting ensure the water they use is, quote, safe and of adequate sanitary quality. Any soil amendments also should be tested to make sure they're free of pathogens. The agency said the guidance is to make the sprout industry, quote, aware of FDA's serious concern with the continuing outbreaks of foodborne illness associated with the consumption of raw and lightly cooked sprouts. Between 1996 and August 2018, there were 50 reported outbreaks of foodborne illness associated with contaminated sprouts. FDA is asking for comments on the guidance until August 26th. Klobuchar, Stabenow, blast USDA over research. Agriculture Secretary Sonny Perdue is catching some heat over a political report that USDA has largely stopped promoting climate change studies from the Agriculture Research Service. The top Democrat on the Senate Ag Committee, Debbie Stabenow, reacted sharply to the report on Twitter, quote, This is outrageous. Climate change is an urgent threat to our farmers. The administration should not be bearing vital research that will help us understand and combat the effects of climate change. The top Democrat of the Senate Appropriations Committee, Pat Leahy of Vermont, tweeted that, quote, hashtag USDA is shamefully fighting against hashtag science. And in a letter to Purdue, Senator Amy Klobuchar is demanding to know what steps Purdue will take to ensure that climate science research is publicized. According to the report, USDA has issued only four press releases on ARS climate change research during the Trump administration. Forty-five others have not been publicized. During the George W. Bush administration, ARS publicized 61 such studies. USDA's take? The department provided AgriPulse with its full response to questions from Politico. It said in part that USDA leadership, quote, has not discouraged ARS or any other USDA agency from using terms such as climate change, climate or carbon sequestration 
or from highlighting work on those topics. Research continues on these subjects, and we promote the research once researchers are ready to announce the findings after going through the appropriate reviews and clearances. And by the way, the report specifically cites a study of climate change impacts on rice that involves scientists at ARS and the University of Washington. ARS did not publicize the study after disputing the conclusion that 600 million people are at risk of vitamin deficiency. UW decided to promote the study anyway, saying it was confident in the findings. Here's today's She Said It. When federally funded scientific research is curtailed or withheld because of its attention to the consequences of climate change, farmers are cut out of participating in climate solutions and, at worst, unable to effectively mitigate and adapt their operations and infrastructure to its effects. That's Senator Amy Klobuchar, a Democrat of Minnesota. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Tuesday, June 25th, brought to you by FMC. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Nally.